0: Everybody. Welcome back to the Power of Authority Spotlight. I'm Michelle Prince, your host, and we're going to have a great show today. And I can't wait for you to meet my guest, Robin Weiner, who is the president and co-founder of Get Real Health. And Get Real Health is really what they do is they help individuals, healthcare professionals engage and empower each other. She's going to be talking to us a little bit about some of the technology that they deploy, but they they basically bring this information or a new world of information for patients uh, through devices, apps, existing clinical data for this complete holistic view of some of an individual's health, and I for one believe that we are it is prime time for a new way of doing things through healthcare. But let me tell you a little bit about Robin. So Robin, as I mentioned, is our is the co- president and co-founder of Get Real Health. She's an articulate, straight talking uh, talker who speaks passionately about the healthcare experience consumers deserve. I love that she's a trailblazer in the healthcare IT space, helping healthcare systems to see their patients like they've never seen them before. Robin has generously shared her expertise with the health IT industry, and healthcare policymakers, including multiple speaking engagements at the White House. She also has bravely shared her own personal story in media interviews and industry speeches about preserving, or persevering, so sorry, in the face of challenges. So welcome to the show, Robin. I am so excited to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. It will be fun, and I definitely want to get into what, you know, what, what the business does and all that. But I'm, I'm really curious on, you know, in your bio, it says you bravely shared your own personal story of what you've been through and persevering through challenges. So do you mind talking a little bit about that, a little bit more of your backstory?
1: Not, not, not. I love to talk about it. And because I really want people to understand that you can start out kind of tough and get all the way through it. So, um, Back in the 1970s, back when I'm kind of showing my age a little bit, um, but you know, my I, I'm one of four children, and back then at school, they just thought I wasn't as smart as my brothers and sisters, and they couldn't understand it. And I've got the toughest mom there is, who said, "You guys are all crazy." And back in the 70s, they didn't really understand anything about ADHD, executive functioning, or um, for me, it was dyslexia. And they had no idea and had a speech problem. So my mother went out and fought pretty hard up in Connecticut to get me the, she went she read a book, that said, Johnny can't read. Mm-hmm. And she said, wait a second, this is my Robin. And she went out and she fought and got me, um, tested and figured it, figured out what was going on. And then I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by brothers and sisters who said anybody teased me, they took care of them. Right. So, <laughs> like, you know, um, so, um, So what it was is all the way along school, I didn't, I mean, school was hard for me. It just was something they didn't know what to do back then. So they would put you in a class with like emotionally disturbed kids and kind of, I sat in the corner, read a book. So they didn't know what to do. They just said, I'd never go to college. They said, I would never, uh, maybe I could find a nice little husband and and, and be a wife. That was their, that was their thing back then. Right. Um, But thank God I had a mom and a dad and brothers and sisters just said, you're all crazy. And they kept pushing me and pushing me, so I ended up going to University of Connecticut, um, and then I got into retail. But really, what I found, and this is again, you got to find what you love to do. Yes. And in, and I love to work with people and be able to have those conversations. Now, what I do is I'm not a very strong writer. I'm, you know, I know that about myself. I'm those kind of pieces that I surrounded myself with people throughout my career that could support me with this. So here at Get Real um, Health, I have Mo Stiles, who is a phenomenal writer. I mean, she writes for the Today Show, for, I mean, she's great. And she's my copywriter. So she makes sure whenever I write, she double checks and makes sure that it looks great. Or my business partner, Markini, who is a wordsmith that's amazing, he'll check things, or he'll help me write something. So what you wanna do is, even though if you start at a point in your life, it's tough, you keep on pursuing and make sure you surround people that you trust that will support you through those pieces. And I think that is what my husband does the same thing. And, and honestly, my 14 year old is a phenomenal writer. He checks me all the time. Um, so, you know, um, but I think, you know, starting off tough and being told all along that you weren't as smart as everybody else um, and be able to get through that and keep pushing and keep pushing and push, keep pushing and using your mind in a different way and finding what's really true to you is one of the ways you push through up to this part. So that's a little bit of my back history of why, you know, um, my whole thing is, and this is definitely New England grit, you know, you never give up. There's an old boy scout song that my brother would tell you better than I would, but you can't go around and you can't go over. It's going on a bear hunt and you gotta go. You find a way to get through it. And that has been my, my goal and my challenge and my, what pushes me at all times is, Just Keep on working at it. You figure it out.
0: Wow. And how many people now can relate to that story? You know, you and I were raised in the same time time period and and those things weren't conversations that people were having that, that teachers and parents now have all the time with their kids. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm pretty convinced I probably had it as well, but you know, it just wasn't diagnosed. I just couldn't focus, you know, um, well, that's exactly it.
1: And they do say, so I have a, I have a son who has ADHD and uh, I keep on telling him that, you know what, when you find your passion, you'll, you'll take off. And he's thinking of going into real estate, which I think is probably phenomenal for him because he's that personality. Um, but it's, and they say that a lot of people with these kind of, uh, backgrounds and things, become the best entrepreneurs. Oh, yes.
0: Yes. I, I so agree with you on that. And I mean, we could do a whole show just on that. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, but yeah. I think the biggest thing is just to keep pushing through.
0: Yes. So that, okay. So that was initially your, your your. I mean, you had a lot of experience with the medical field uh, back in the day, because you're going to doctors and all that. What was the catalyst for starting Get Real Health? And actually, before you answer that question, talk a yeah. little bit, what is Get Real Health?
1: So Get Real Health is a health IT company that focuses really on the patient. That So we're all about the patient and how do we get the patient experience in the right way? And it could be patient or citizen because we do a lot of things overseas in, in different countries, social, um, social um, health. So what it is, is basically we have something called the digital front door. And think about right now, we all have patient portals, and we have one at the doctor's office and you have one at the hospital and you have one over here. What we're doing for some of the largest hospital systems or governments, because we're, we're uh, all around the world, is we have one place that they can log in and do everything. Wow. So, they do the sketches, so you don't have to go to this. You know, if you're in the same hospital system, it's a little hard in the United States, but in the same hospital system that you can log on. And it doesn't matter if it's the hospital or the doctor's office, et cetera. You can schedule appointments. You can pay your bill. You can see all your records. Wow. not segments of your records, right? Because you look over here and they've got all your doctors, you know, your, your, regular, um, your regular doctor has information here, but if you have a heart doctor, you have information and, right. and you go to the hospital, this is consolidating it all to one place and then adding all the home care. So your Fitbit information or your Omron or all that. So what that does is you all of a sudden you get a full picture. What the difference is, is you're seeing pieces of yourself or your doctor's seeing pieces of yourself. What happens we get the whole picture and they can make better decisions? So when you think about it, um, you go out and the doctor say, oh, you know what? I need you to go out and take your blood pressure every day. Then right. you come back and you give them a piece of paper with the blood pressure information on there. Yeah. What would it look like if all that information flew in all at once? And then you can put it against what they have in the office and they can believe what you're eating and et cetera. They're going to make a better diagnosis. And I think that is you know, something for me personally, I have a son as a type one diabetic. Mm. And um, for me to know when Ben's sugar goes too high or too low and for me to get an alert, especially when he was younger, mm-hmm. super important, right? Yeah. And then yes, knowing where he is, because if he went too low, I would have to get to somebody very quickly to say, get orange juice into him. Oh. Or, or if he went too high he's at school and I say, oh my gosh, he's way too high funny enough the way you get your sugar down is have them go take a run oh, can you have run benjamin run around the building a couple of times and they would bring the sugar back down so that's just one example of that yeah. and that so we're really passionate about it because i started the company with mark heaney jason Harmon, and myself jason's a type one diabetic mm-hmm. so um talk about having somebody around when your son gets diagnosed right he yeah. actually diagnosed him, but having all of us with different health issues we were very passionate about it and yeah. that's Kind of where we kind of started into the healthcare after we started the company. That was a little while after we started the company.
0: So is the software initiated by the patient? Meaning, like, would I sign up with my own account and be willing to add all this data? Or who owns, I guess, all of the data? And where it matters
1: right? at which where we're at here in the United States is usually a hospital system. Okay, so we're, we're just about to go live with one of the largest hospital systems in the country, and um, they will. So they are the ones that does this and they have 650 clinics across the country and 41 hospitals. Okay. So all that information is going to flow. So in the United States or a health exchange, which is like um, a way a state might aggregate all the information together. And then you can sign up for that overseas. So we're in Saskatchewan and Alberta um, provinces up in Canada.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We got almost about 2 million people using the platform up there and they're doing it through their department of health. Or okay. we, just, we just closed, um, we just went live in Abu Dhabi in the UAE and they are doing it through the department, they, they're doing it through yeah. their HIV Department of Health or um, we're in England and we're doing it through them with the um, N- National Health Services, NHS mm-hmm. Trust. So we're doing there or down in New Zealand, we have partners and we're going live in April in New Zealand with a partner, a telecom partner that will actually bring all those pieces together and then their clients will do it so we're, uh, yeah so we can do the platform in any language english or any uh, any western languages but also eastern languages um so we can do it in um you know in swedish and in um dutch french all that kind of stuff but what's really kind of cool is when we can do it in hebrew um, um arabic chinese and those kind of things and the so it's in Arabic now. So when you look at, when you read in Arabic, it go right to left, not left to right. So it will flip and you can read from right to left. So it's just really opened that international market for us uh, around the around the world. So I get to do fun, fun things. I've been to Australia, New Zealand and India and the UAE and all kinds of, so that's kind of a perk of- uh, Oh, well, yes, we
0: yeah. of course it is. That's a yeah. big perk. So is your background in IT or developing or how did you, how did you come up with so that? How did this all happen? Yeah, uh, how did this happen? So, uh,
1: Mark, Jason, and I all work for a company called uh, um, US Web uh, back in the day.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I was the director of HR for them. Mm-hmm. So I hired a talent. Um, Jason was, it was and is a phenomenal developer. And Mark was, was a phenomenal engineer okay. and with a great business mind. So US web kind of they're a.com company started to go under, you know, all this kind of craziness. And we thought, you know what, we could all do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm, the, I'm all about people and selling and all that kind of stuff. They're all about designing and engineering. So it was a great match that we all got together and that's kind of how we started. And we started as a professional services company. Okay. And we were building these things and we were, uh, Basically, built a healthcare like a wellness platform connected with Microsoft. And Microsoft has something called Health Vault out there. And Health Vault was a database that was formed by a guy named Sean Nolan, who's phenomenal. And it was right after Katrina. Hmm. And the thing about Katrina in New Orleans, all your records were ruined. So your house flooded, right? So you have no records in your house. Your doctor's office is flooded, you had no records in the doctor's office. So he said, oh, the hospital must have them. but well, the servers blew because all the water got into the servers. Oh. So people were showing up in Houston and Dallas saying, I've got cancer. I believe I have a pink pill. I'm not sure exactly where I am. So it came to Sean and said, in, in Microsoft, Sean said, wait a second, we got to get this up into the cloud where you can log in from wherever you are and see your records. Right. It was an aha moment for us. So we ended up partnering with Microsoft and did we built the first one American Heart Association, just a professional service when went from American Cancer. And we thought there's a product here yes. and we built something that is um, it's a product. It's a platform and it's very modular. It has over 200 web parts. Think about like um, Legos it has mm-hmm. all kinds of things you can do and you pick the ones you need for your application. Right. And we build it that way, sitting on this great database. So HealthBall moves they decided Microsoft didn't move forward. We built something called CH-based to replace this health wall. But that's kind of where we were. But it was that aha moment. Um, Sean was speaking downtown in DC. We we're outside DC. And uh, Mark Keeney, my partner, went down there. And Mark listened. And as he was listening, he called me and said, oh my God, this is it. This is where we need to play. This is where We started the company with a mission that we want to do something for good. Mm-hmm. And this was the aha moment that we could do something We're good developers. Microsoft thinks we're good developers. We should go for it. And that's kind of where we started. And then Microsoft was really helpful. They're a great partner and really got us into Canada, got us into England and have been partners all the way, you know, just supportive of us all the way through in a different way. Not just like a regular partner. We had friends over there that really promoted us. So that's kind of how we started back in the day. Yeah,
0: wow. So, what is the what is the goal for you and the company over the next uh, you know couple of years? Like, what's the what's the next? So,
1: we actually sold the company on um, three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, everybody wants looks for an exit. You know, that's always like, oh, how are we going to exit? And whatever. And um, it was funny. We had a lot of offers out there, and um, what I would say to people out there thinking about, you know. You're going to exit, you know, we've been doing it for 17 years. And it was like, maybe it's time to, what we really want to do is we didn't take much investment. So we did it, we bootstrapped. It wasn't like we had all this big, huge investment. We had one investment from a group up in Canada. And we said, you know what? It is time for us to figure out the next move and get some financial backing. And I went down to meet this company called CPSI out in, um, down in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And we went down to meet them, honestly, to sell them our products. And I walked in and these guys were so cool and so great that I walked out, it was Jason and I, and I walked out and I said, man, I would, I would love to sell these guys. I just seem to be like our kind of people. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, la, la, la. Three days later, David Dye, who is the chief growth officer of CPSI called me and said, Robin, I don't know if you ever thought about selling, but man, we'd be super interested. It was Christmas. I mean, it was exactly where we are. And So, we sold two and a half years ago, and I'm still loving working with them. And they've let us do our own thing. Um, They're really super supportive. I mean, I can say David called me this morning. My son was ill um, a week ago, and he called me and had another employee in the UAE who got COVID. So, um, and he called me this morning just to check on my son and an employee, just to say, hey, Rob, what's going on? How are they doing? really good people, really good people. And they let us do, and we're kind of like a growth engine for them. Yeah. So what's fun is we're able to continue our mission and what we're doing with a nice financial partner behind us, but they've let us do what we want to do. And what's really great is we built something before COVID that people were picking up on and we thinking about and everything, but nobody thought it was something that, well, it's nice to have. It's mm-hmm. nice to have. COVID hit and all of a sudden said, oh my gosh, people cannot come to the office. How can we get this information about them, make the right diagnosis? Mm-hmm. We also did video conferencing and all those pieces. How can we do this and get the information to make the right decisions? Because I'm not going to have the blood pressure cuff with me. I'm not going to have the, be able to see what the medications are. All those kind of pieces. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of at a very bad time in this wor- our world, yeah. we had something that actually could help. Wow. And we were able to do it, and we also were able to do up, up in Canada the vaccination passport. So, um, which is really important up there. It's important anywhere, sure. but for them to be able to get out and get about, they needed to have proof they had the vaccination. So, we we're able to do that. But we were already in place and ready to do it, when we had the technology. So, it's we're at a, we're at a time in our in the life of Get Real Health that we're the right place at the right time. And it goes back to that original mission. What can we do to help people? This is a time that it all kind of came together that we can truly help people stay healthy, get healthy and be able to do something more broad from you know just a, oh, that's nice to see. Now it's actually something that's really powerful.
0: That it's so awesome. It reminds me of uh, my mentor, Zig Ziglar and, and his one of his most famous quotes is you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And that's the whole premise, like just to help people and, and look at how it's all come back though, to, you know, to, to benefit yeah. you, the company, but ultimately, you know, p- continue to evolve your business to help even more people. So
1: that's, that's, that's the, the really goal here is to, <clears throat> If again, you go back to that first piece, if you find something you're passionate about mm-hmm. and you, you do that, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like work. It yeah. seems like doing, cause honestly, I don't have to do this as much as I would have. I just can't imagine not doing it
0: yeah you know and you totally I just,
1: well. yeah and I'm just really lucky that we sold and this is something I would say to anybody out there mm-hmm. it, they weren't the the, the largest financial uh, offer but I knew that they would take care of my employees and they have and I know knew that they had the same passion and same um, moral fiber that we did we're family first here and CPSI is family first so I think that is where you want to look at it. And it's just a good learning experience of going through your career yeah. of making sure that you make the right gut feeling about people. And I knew it walking out the door down in Mobile. I've never been to Alabama. Or I've never been, like, it's not an area I've been to and everything. And I worked out, walked out of there and I said, my gosh, these are good people. Yeah. And that's the kind of people you want to work with. So that's kind of where we're at, but we're still doing it. We're still having some fun.
0: I love it. Yeah, it, it matters. I mean, life is short, right? You, you you have to do what you love to do, and you have to do it with people you enjoy, um, which leads me really to my next, or my last question more uh, specifically for you is, you know, we're all going to leave a legacy, right? And part yeah. of why we build our authority isn't isn't self-serving. It's more that we are going to leave a legacy, and what we know and what we provide to the world is going to leave an impact on people hopefully for generations to come. So what do you personally, Robin, what do you personally want your legacy to be?
1: I want it to be a legacy. And and it's really important for me to watch people grow. Mm -hmm. I go back to the HR side of me. And my legacy is to watch and encourage all this young talent and to get out there and and do, especially women that sometimes are held back in some kind of way, um, to go out and understand that they are, worthy to get out there and use their voice yeah. uh, here at get rail. I want to hear the opinions of all my employees and want to be able to do it. So that's one side of the legacy. Now, everybody teases me when I retire, what would I do? Mm-hmm. If When, when, and if I retire, um, I always say I move to a small town and be the mayor, but what I really want to do is go in and do economics development, take what I've learned and go to small businesses or businesses that are trying to grow and say, this is how you do it. This is where you need to go. You know, things like um, we work with the com- U.S. Commerce Department a ton. Mm-hmm. Nobody realizes that that is such a great resource. They will go out and market for you around the world to bring your, your work all up there. Um, and I think that is like people don't know that. Right. And that's like that's really powerful to somebody to be able to do that. And those are the kind of things that I hope that I can do down in the future.
0: Wow! Yeah, I had no no idea about that, and and so, oh. and I'm sure there's so much more that you've experienced over the last 17 years that you do that now you have this opportunity, or when you do your next thing to to turn around and share it with other people, because um, especially women business owners, leaders, um, I, I think there's a lot of value. You you definitely but there
1: is. <laughs> One thing I'm able to do right now. I sit on the board for um, the uh, Robert School, of, uh, Robert Smith School of Business at University of Maryland. Oh, and working with, um, yeah, at, for um, international commerce and things like that. And working with these young, young uh, students, I mean, they're phenomenal. They are, they just blow up. And we've never, I mean, we didn't graduate like this. I mean, these guys are just incredible. But being able to sit there and listen to these students talk about where they want to be and where they want to do. And to mentor them in a way. And we've got a couple of programs we brought into in our um, entrepreneur area. Mm-hmm. and uh, innovation entrepreneur, and just working with these students is just, it gives me such hope for the future yeah. of, of, of our country and our world. Um, but then to take those guys and then, you know, help them launch and get them up into the next world. That's kind of my, hopefully my legacy will be that down the road.
0: Oh, absolutely. It has to be. Well, you are just awesome. And I'm so, so grateful for you to be on the show. Um, if somebody listening wanted to get a hold of you or, or the company. Oh, get Real Health,
1: yeah. So um, um, you can email me at Robin.Wiener, W-I-E-N-E-R at getrealhealth.com or just go www.getrealhealth.com and, or, and take a look at the website or info at um, so, yeah, absolutely. Or you can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. So, so another good place to follow us. And honestly, LinkedIn LinkedIn's a great place to follow Get Real Health because we really do have a great, I mean, we've got a great group of people following us, but we do put out a lot of information about what we're doing, where we're going and how we're getting it done.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, I will definitely be following you. So, <laughs> well, thank you again for being on the show. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time on the Power of Authority Spotlight. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you're a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit us at go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest to apply that's go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest also if you got something out of this interview please share this episode just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials if you know someone that would be a great guest tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag the power of authority spotlight I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. So make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, michelleprince.com or performancepublishinggroup.com or find me on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.